0: Yo, 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 Thought Warriors. What is up? Higher Learning is on. It is I, Van Lathan.
1: And it's me, Rachel Lindsay.
0: So Rachel, Rachel was looking at my if you're watching the broadcast, the broadcast, if you're watching on Spotify or, <laughs> or you're watching on YouTube, uh my um my walking sticks are in the back of this. My walking sticks are on the back, uh in the back of this. You can see them back there. And Rachel why was, why do I have the walking sticks? That's yeah, what like
1: what's asking. the? Per- I I don't understand the use of walking sticks. Why can't you just walk, speed walk, okay. a brisk jog? Okay. Uh, I, I'm not understanding the need. Please explain to me why people use walking sticks. Okay. Because I've only ever ever seen Phil from Modern Family use them.
0: So I take long walks, right? Yeah. I take long walks, and when you take long walks like I take, sometimes your hands swell. Because of all of the times that your hands are spending below your waist and the blood's rushing down there, like I take long walks. We're talking like
1: like two hours. Mile at what mile do the hands start to swell?
0: It's not about miles.
1: Okay, at what time?
0: Like I'd say probably. Oh, at what mile? You mean what mile this happens? Not what miles per hour. Very good question.
1: Yeah, I'd say. Yeah, I'd say. Clocking yourself? Oh wow!
0: I do clock myself miles per hour that I walk. I do. Oh, yeah. Excuse me. I would say probably around mile four.
1: Wow. Okay. Yeah. Never got there before, so I wouldn't know.
0: Yeah, around mile four. So what you do is you t- you have the walking sticks, right? And okay. the walking sticks keep your hands above your waist, and so you're laughing. You know, it's it's okay. I mean, the reality <laughs> is that. It, 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 is, it is it's okay. It's okay it's you the walking it, sticks keep your hands it
1: that is, is making above your laugh. waist
0: and and you know what why I,
1: can't you just pump your arms and speed walk you, you know for, like like in tr- like they used to be an event in track i don't know if it still is yeah but you know like the speed walk
0: yeah you can but you're gonna forget because it's it's so natural to walk with your hands by your side you know um and after a while for me, I can never remember to keep my hands up in the walking position. and The walking sticks just take away the, uh, the um, to take away the thought process from it. I so just they know. don't help
1: you walk faster. You don't. It it, it doesn't help in it, it, any other way other than with your hands. I never knew that. For
0: me, that's why I do it. You know. Okay. And also, if there's like a, because I see they
1: have straps on them, so that's you can so you strap can hold in. them.
0: Yeah. And that uh, and that's like I'll show you. And that's like so you yes. take it you take it right there and you you put your hands in right there and you walk and see this little thing that's for the little space between your hands for between your index finger and your middle finger, and you walk like that, and you you go for it, you do it you know okay yeah.
1: does Bye. does does Kalika have them too, or are you just like Lone ranger with it?
0: She thinks they're funny, people think they're funny. I don't <laughs> oh care what people God. think.
1: I know, and you should. You know what? If it helps you accomplish what you need to do, good for you. It's just weird to see them in the flesh. Okay, right. I've never seen the Walking Sticks in the flesh.
0: Um, I was feeling super fat when I woke up this morning because you know I've been mm-hmm. on the road. But then you know, crazy. You know, it's crazy. I went to this this new place and I worked out. I had one good workout, and I, you know, and here, I, yeah, here in LA, mm-hmm. and I crushed the workout. Okay. I'm just thinking, it's just a matter of time. Good. It's just a matter of time before I'm back, baby. It's just a matter oh of time. Yeah, it's a matter well, I of time. Have your own summer. What's your name? Yeah. Of yours. No, my summer is not going to be my. This is this. The name of my summer is No Carb Summer. That's my summer.
1: No Carb Summer. Let's go.
0: No Carb Summer. Uh-oh.
1: Did you have a good time?
0: Where in New York? In,
1: in in New York in Atlanta. Did you enjoy your vacation?
0: Um, it wasn't a vacation. I had to work.
1: I mean, I know it was work, but I feel like you you got to see some people. So a little business and pleasure. Mm,
0: it was. I worked a lot.
1: Didn't you tweet that you went on a boat and stuff? Like, did I make this up?
0: That was a joke. So (laughs) I tweeted that I was going on uh, Lake Lanier, which is a very dangerous lake. Donnie Beecham (laughs) in here. I I Uh, know uh, nothing. uh, Like Donnie Beecham is from the Atlanta area. Donnie, jump in now, I said. I'm in here. (laughs) And so uh, I tweeted that I was going on Lake Lanier. And get no, Donnie, tell people about Lake Lanier in the Atlanta, Georgia, Georgia area.
2: I honestly can't tell them anything. I've only been here since April. I'm not yeah, from Atlanta. No. This is a yeah, I'm a new I'm a new Atlanta resident.
0: Bye, Donnie. Thanks for adding nothing to the podcast. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. What are we doing here? Like what are we what, doing? Don't
1: no 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 no. Don't expect everybody to know every single tidbit that you know. I've never heard of Lake Lanier. I really was happy for you. I was like, wow, man, reconnected with some. Friends. Did you read
0: the tweet? The tweet <laughs> said I reconnected with some friends I had fallen out with, and they yeah. were going to give me the day I deserve on the lake. The lake is like I, I, a, it's like the, a haunted had, type lake with like all kinds of weird things that have happened around it. I was joking around. Am
1: I, in my defense, I get it now, but I never had heard of this. I thought, wow, he fell off with friends, you know, like maybe 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 during COVID he, they reconnected and he, they're gonna show him a great day mm-hmm. on the lake while he's in town. No, you you, it's fair to say that you could see it a whole different way.
0: No, but what, um, what, okay,
1: it was a joke went I, over my head. I hung
0: out with my friend Jason, uh, from Bossip, I hung out with him. I mm-hmm. hung out with Nick May. Shout out to Nick May. And then okay. you know, in New York, it was it was just fun. A Whole bunch of people. Met up with them, uh, but not really that much because the days were pretty long on on the shoot for Hip Hop Homicides, which is the show that I was doing out there. Hip Hop Homicides, you know, I got a chance to talk with uh, Curtis, Fifty Cent, Jackson. Yeah,
1: Curtis put it out there before you announced it.
0: Yeah, Curtis was, you know, Fifty's good for that. You know what I mean? But I do you I call was, him
1: Curtis or do you call him Fifty?
0: I've never had to call him anything, so yeah. I never had to be like, you know, what up. I never, when do you say that? but You say something like I've never said to you. I've never said. Have I ever used your name towards you? I don't know that I have. Yes. Really? I think so. Interesting. Uh, but never have with him. I, I I'm pretty sure I call him fifty though.
1: And every time you you want to say something after we say, yo 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 yo, this is higher learning. You'll be like Rachel.
2: Oh, it's very true. This episode is brought to you by thomas's Thomas's presents Pondering the
3: Bagel with Tom.
2: Oh, the paradox of the bagel. Tis crunchy yet soft. Tis filling yet has a hole. Tis a vehicle for spreads, but only travels from toaster to plate. Thomas's, huzzah, a toast to breakfast. This episode is brought to you by Viore. I love sports. I know you do too. I also know that lots of you exercise, but if you're like me and my wife, the, the beloved sports gal, And you never feel like you're either underdressed or overdressed. You're just comfortable. You can wear it when you're training, traveling, lounging around the house. Go get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet. Here's the deal. Our listeners get 20% off their first purchase at Viori.com slash Simmons. Once again, V-U-O-R-I.com slash Simmons.
0: Oh, and we have a Rachel for this episode because you was firing – midnight boy shots at people uh, on the internet like it, some people that work at the ringer were concerned and they called me to ask if you were okay
1: why did they, why would they want to know if I was okay
0: because you went off on social media about the vulture article
1: um, did you read the article
0: I read parts of it people were sending it to me and I was like if there's one person who doesn't need any more press is Rachel Lindsay
1: so this is this is actually i had a terrible weekend and i've been interesting i knew i had worked on this piece it's actually very upsetting to me like i was like really upset because i had worked with the writer and shout out to allison she's absolutely amazing um on an as told by article for weeks and this was kind of like a finale thing for me where i feel like people have been you know Telling me what they think about me, assuming certain things. And this was the opportunity for me, a cover feature for me to really just tell things in a way that I haven't been able before. And it's a very long article and in a way I haven't been able to before. So I was really excited about it coming out. And then Friday, everything was collaborative until the cover. And they were like, yep, there's the cover. It's, go- it's already gone to print. And the, t- the headline on the cover is the exact thing that i was trying to say i'm not responsible for in the article and the article is about explaining how we got here Mm -hmm. to this point in the bachelor franchise and then they took the low hanging fruit and used that type of title for clickbait people would have clicked on the article regardless because it's bachelor and it's me talking about it and everybody knows i'm opinionated and i'm gonna say something
0: and what was the what was the headline that they went out just so people know
1: Oh the headline and uh was oops I blew up the bachelor yeah. by Rachel Lindsay. I've never even said those words. I don't believe that in any way. It's never that's not even reflected in the article. So for me it was just really disappointing that that's how things ended up and something that I was so proud to share I haven't even shared on my social media I had to instead put out a statement I had to instead deal with back and forth all weekend to try to get on the same page and we never could they stood by that that title mm.
0: This is why you are like Tupac Wow Tupac <laughs> Tupac Lindsay mm-hmm. <laughs> It's true
1: Why? Why?
0: Cuz there was a vibe cover Back in the day, it was Pac we was in a straight jacket. And the headline on the cover was Is Tupac crazy? Huh. And I remember Tupac was in an interview and they asked him about it. And he goes, Well, no, I'm not crazy. Hell no, I'm not crazy. Was I crazy when I sat down for the fucking interview with y'all? No, now the only <laughs> thing about that is the cover art is of Tupac in a straight jacket. So I don't know when he posed for that picture, or if they had got a picture from somewhere else, but whatever. And he was upset that he had talked to them, and then they came back and questioned the sanity. So the moment that I heard about this, I was like, God damn, Rage Pock. Rage Pock, she's <laughs> got the... We she,
1: haven't used that in a long
0: time. Yeah, Rage Pock <laughs> got the same problems as Tupac has. I guess my thing is... And I, I, th- the question is, what did you think they were going to do did you think that that did you have some rapport with them to where you figured that this wasn't Mm -hmm. going something oh wow okay yeah
1: we had a whole collaborative thing like the whole deal was the reason i went with them that wasn't my only option is because it was a cover feature and it was me working with them i was originally going to write it and then they wanted to do as told by um and it was supposed to be i mean every week we were meeting about it and for like six weeks and then we were told that there would not be a gotcha headline we were told they would not do that and so we were kept in the loop until it went to print we never saw the cover until they were like hey it went to print and and i guess for me you can't say that you're really interested in me sharing my story and you understand where i'm coming from and then you use that kind of title um and then just the fact that they wouldn't change it you know you could change it on social
0: well, they went with, really, to be honest with you, if you had a problem with the title after you, you had worked with them, they should have changed it, you know.
1: They should change I, it. I, I think so as well, because I have no problems with what was written on the inside, and I want people to read that. But for me, it plays right into all the negative things that people say about me that they think that I did, which is in, in, in the fact that it said I and then by Rachel Lindsay makes it sound like it's a quote. The oops. I don't even talk like that. Oops! I blew up the Bachelor. It makes it sound so cavalier, like I'm like stupid, ditzy. Oops! You guys, I didn't mean. uh, That is that doesn't even fit me.
0: Makes Mm. you like.
1: Mm. 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 Mm.
0: I blew blew up the Bachelor. (laughs) Mm. (laughs) Me. Hi, hi, guys. (laughs) Black people again. We ruin everything.
1: Mm. It's just, and then it's like it makes me look angry. Even like the roses to burn. Like I'm just like torching everything up. And it's like you guys read the article. Well, Just read the article.
0: You are a little angry. Angry right. about what? I, I I'm angry that, at the title,
1: <laughs> yes. I
0: think that Soup Kitchen Harrison called this out. By the way, my mom said I should stop calling him Soup Kitchen Harrison because my mother's like... I love your mom. She was like, uh, you know, he could buy the fucking Soup Kitchen. She's like, it's, <laughs> it's disrespectful to people who actually have to go mom uh, is to right. the Soup Kitchen. It is. Uh, well, look, uh, i tell you what we got some things in common, man. When I left TMZ or when they kicked me to the curb, it was trial. (laughs) Sent
1: you to the soup kitchen. Sent me to the soup
0: kitchen. (laughs) Uh, It was trial by fire. You know, it was like, Mm -hmm. it it, it was a violent ending to the relationship because, um, and I don't mean that literally. (laughs) I mean that in the sense of, there was a big, it was a big commotion because to like shake off something that had, kind of sort of been a big part of your definition to people sometimes. There's a lot of ruckus. I feel like you're going through that same ruckus. And I guess the only question is, how are you handling all of this ruckus? What does it make you think?
1: I mean, I wasn't okay over the weekend because Uh I just had so much anxiety of are people going to think that I'm wearing that title like a badge? Like, Hey guys, guess what I did? I blew this up. Right. And that was never my intention. If you read the article, you, you see that certain things happen to get, to get us to this point. And I guess that's that. Like I'm, I'm used to, I knew people were going to hate. They were going to have a problem with what I say, but don't misrepresent what this article was supposed to mean. Hmm. And that, to me, was what was so true. It's a false misrepresentation. I never would say, and there's so many other options. They say I blew up The Bachelor. Um, you know, like, I don't know. It could have been anything. It could have been anything but that.
0: Right. Anything but that. Right.
1: So, mm. but you know, it's out there. I've, I, there's been a lot of support. People have been saying great things. I appreciate that. I don't want people to think that that goes unnoticed. But for me, I was very scared to wake up today you were just scared to be really honest because i i had a lot of anxiety
3: mm, like, a
1: lot, like. Yeah. a lot a lot a mm. lot and i just really thought they would change it and they didn't but vulture no, that is what it is
0: culture it's new, york, it's, new york, it's new york
1: it's new york magazine
0: oh it's a new york magazine why well, i think it was yeah. vulture
1: because vulture's a, a part of it so like vulture posted it as well it's like all
0: under vox oh vox did this damn vox i Southern like vox Fox media oh man i didn't i don't know about the conglomerates man i like vox you i like the guys. i do
1: too i i I like faithfully go to their their stuff
0: yeah vox is great The guy that's uh they got the english guy that talks to people he was talking to ted cruz and i i'm i gotta boycott vox now for like at least two or three days No,
1: I don't I'm not calling for people to boycott just like just like I never told people to boycott the bachelor I don't I'm not calling for all that I just like I don't just know. give me just respect what like what I was doing
0: give me my respect you sound like Drake yeah. now you went from Drake to give me my respect give me my respect <laughs> like I'm ambidext ah, that's, that's non stop it's a Drake song well I'm glad but shout
1: out to the the writer that I worked with Allison because she's amazing
0: I don't know if we shout out to her
1: she has nothing to do with the headline mm, i don't know she has nothing to do with that
0: okay shout out allison then you know shout out allison <laughs> rachel you got to be careful people are looking to use you
1: yeah. yeah yeah i just i i i wouldn't have expected this but you know hmm. no more you so know. what's next What's next? what's the next? What's the next thing? What's, what's the next topic? The, I'm not the topic. I'm not the topic Well, anymore.
0: certainly sometimes you are now. the next topic is boom, a Manhattan city council candidate was caught <laughs> that's what we're going with to. A, that's the first thing we're gonna talk about was caught with a dominatrix. In a late video, I love this topic. His name is Zach Weiner, <laughs> and he's a <laughs> city council candidate running in Manhattan. Uh, his campaign has been tied up after a video of him enjoying a sadomasochistic session found its way onto Twitter. Uh, the footage was flagged to the post by Weiner's own campaign manager, shows a gagged Weiner unable to speak, subjecting himself to various abuses. By a leather-bound woman who pours wax on him and clips his nip nips with clothespins, <laughs> uh, he he responded to this. It's
1: painful. I he know responded to did. this. He
0: said, "I am a proud BDSMer. I like BDSM activity." Weiner told the Post. He refused to name the woman in the video and said he had no idea on earth how the footage surfaced. Weiner has a professional background in film production and is the co-founder of Stag Pictures an independent film production company. Um, Zach's father, Eric Weiner, is a co-creator of Dora the Explorer. <laughs> right. <laughs> Boots. <laughs> Swiper. No swiping. Swiper. Stop hitting me. Stop flogging me, Swiper. Like it, So, look, oh, I, I love stories like this. Why, Van? Be- because why do we assume that people ain't freak nasty dogs when we know that they are? They freaks. We all a bunch of freaks. Why can't we be okay with it? Why does what? this even have to be a deal that he's a freak? Now he like, "He freak. He a freak. We all some freaks."
1: It's just that a video came out about it, which which shocks me, Mr. Weiner. Mr. Weiner, you went to a professional studio to do this, okay? This why are you shocked that this came out? I think several people could have had access to this, but you know what? I love that he embraces it. He's like, "Listen, I love BDSM. I love the activity. It's what I like to do. This is who I am." Next question.
0: Yeah, what I, I, he shouldn't I appreciate even to, that. There's nothing to answer for. He It's just cuz it's not
1: the norm when it's normalized. His nipples clamped It'd be, that's painful. It is painful. Painful with a clothespin. Like, just period. It's like, painful. I'm thinking of what a clothespin feels like on your skin. I never right. had it there. Right. I'm just saying. Let me be correct. Right. That's, this is, it's just, but if I did. Who cares? Who cares? That's who cares? That's the activity that I like that's to do. That's what you just like, like to do. like Mr. Wiener.
0: It is, I did happen upon this one video on the internet one time. with this lady you happened yeah you
1: happened upon it look
0: when you've been in the game as long as i can sometimes you got to up the ante you know what i mean you got to up the ante to to really because like it's it's weird my boys will send me porn clips oh shit bro look at this and i'll be like whatever of
1: think guys send to each other it
0: used to be like uh but like yo bro look at this man that's crazy i'll be like come on bro Man, that's like one of Skin Diamond's early scenes. Like, that's nothing. Don't, like, unless you're gonna, unless you're really gonna shock me, don't send me anything because I've seen it all. But I watched this one clip where this woman was just stepping on this guy's balls and he was loving it. Are we sure? He was so into it. And she was just stepping on his balls. I think it was called like meanbitches.com or something like that. And, like it was, I'm Rightfully telling you, titled? With mean bitches or something. <laughs> what? And he, she was just, she had a stiletto heel and she was stepping on his balls. And I'm like, that's crazy. But you know what I thought to myself?
1: What did you think, Van?
0: Good for them. I don't know how you, enjo- I don't know how you found out in life that you like that. Like, it's like, because, you know, I, I used to play baseball, and one time I got hit right in the cup with the ball. So maybe you get hit or something like that, and you go, Ooh, It has to be. You know?
1: And you liked it. And you
0: liked it. I don't know how you figure out that you like that. But he liked getting stomped on his balls. Who cares? Why are we so uptight about sex, Rachel? Why?
1: I think because for so long, we were told that it wasn't normal to talk about it. So anytime we see something that ventures off the straight and narrow it's it's considered wrong in society especially i guess and i guess there's levels to it you know because he's running for um what is it student council student council city council student council <laughs> <laughs> he's running for city council i right. guess people are like is this what you want from your councilman? It may be. Now, it's been reported that he's only raised $10,000, and most of that money came from him for his campaign. Mm-hmm. This might be something that his constituents, potential con- constituents may like, and yeah, it may help get, his campaign.
0: Get some love from the BDS, BDSM community there. Get some dono- donations, yeah. you know, because they it would be great for them to have one of their own. You know?
1: Advocating. Yeah, advocating. Yeah. By the way,
0: a lot of people are into BDSM. It's one of the it's one of the most popular categories, uh, on the old pornous hubbis It's one of the more popular ones. A lot of people are into that, but there's a okay. li- there's a limit, you know. I, you're raised in a very puritanical family, right? Correct. Did you ever walk in you on your literally mom? And made dad? us
1: sound like I never did.
0: You haven't. Never, never, not did. one time. Are, are you aware? And I
1: always think about that because I hear stories of people doing that, and I'm like, that never happened.
0: Were the judge and your mom like affectionate to one another? Did they seem like they had the spark in their yeah, relationship? Yeah, yeah,
1: they definitely were.
0: He'd be like, but "Oh, I
1: baby, I never saw that. Oh, I you never. Look,
0: you look good in them pants it. tonight. Uh, it, tonight is going like down that. like the walls of Jericho.
1: I never. <laughs>
0: <laughs> tonight." I'm coming in. It's me, the judge. (laughs) I'm taking you down. I'm taking you down like the Tower of Babel. You know? (laughs) know? This is the judge, man.
1: I wish we were this exciting as Mm. you make us out to be. Us, Lindsay's. Mm -hmm. I hate to disappoint you. I
0: walked in on my parents one time. (laughs)
1: I, th- I knew you were going to tell this story. How old were you? How old were you? And did you understand what was happening? 12. Oh, it was, you fully it, it was, understood. It was 1992.
0: Oh, wow. Do you want to hear the story?
1: I don't think I have a choice at this point.
0: Okay, so it was a Sunday morning. I remember it being a Sunday morning. It was a Sunday morning. I had friends over the night before. And thank God that they left. Uh, my, <laughs> <laughs> like, I had friends over the night before. And there was some talk about whether or not they were going to spend the night. And I never liked to have friends spend the night on Saturday night because Why? it made Sunday too sad. I'd rather you spend the night on Friday night and then okay. we could hang out all day Saturday and then you go home because Sunday, you know, school's coming again on. I was never a big Sunday guy like people okay. love Sunday. But Sunday to me just always meant that
1: I love. I still love
0: Sunday. I, nah, Sunday. You got to wake up sat, Friday and Saturday is the lick. And even Thursday, I like Thursday. Anyway, back to the story. So my friends had left and um, but they had left late. Like late okay. for kids, like 11, 30, 12. Their mom had come pick them up. They went back. She was a nurse. She worked double shift. Shout out to Jabril and Ashley. And uh, I'm in my room. And I remember I was in my room. It was uh, My comic books were right next to the bed. We had been watching comic books. We had been uh, reading comics. And the light from the sun wakes me up. And I wake up and we were living on General Taylor in Baton Rouge in Hermitage subdivision. My room was, uh, when you turned down the hall, my room was the first room, and then my parents' room was at the end of the hall. Okay. And I heard, clack, 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 And I'm like, the fuck is that? But, you know, it's Sunday, it's Sunday morning, and it was always hit or miss whether or not there was going to be like a big Sunday breakfast. Okay. So if I woke up and mom wasn't cooking any time, hold on, I need the stress ball for this, hold on.
1: <laughs> wow. Are we sure we want to tell this story? Of course.
0: So if I woke up and there was no breakfast cooking, I would just go back to sleep because what's the point of waking up if there's no goddamn cheese eggs, you know, and grits. So I try, so I wake up and I try to roll over and back, go back over to sleep. But the sound is like deafening. It's like clack, 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 clack. clack. Clack, 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 and it won't stop. And I'm like, this goes on for maybe five, six minutes, and I'm trying to lay down and go to sleep, and I, I just can't, I can't get around it. Like I can't get around it. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And so I'm thinking maybe something's going on back there. Maybe dad is fixing something, or I just will now want to know what's happening. And I remember I wake up and I'm, I get outside of the, my my door. And very slowly, I'm walking down, and the sound is coming for their room. And the door was wide open. The door was open? The door was <laughs> wide open. Did they think you were asleep, open. that I you thought, weren't in
1: the house? I
0: thought that they they probably thought that I was asleep. When I say the door was wide open, the door was wide open. <laughs> and I turned around, and I looked, and Dad was on top of Mom, and it was it was huffing, and it was puffing, and there was some shit talking, Okay. And How
1: long were you in the doorway?
0: I, it took me a second for me to register what I was looking at. <laughs> you froze. And like you I, I froze. definitely froze. And it took me a second to register like what I was looking at. And so I'm looking. And I'll never forget. Mom is getting her eagle don't, on. D- and, don't and stop and telling <laughs> the business. Mom is getting her eagle <laughs> on. And dad is working. I mean, and he's working so much. And he's got his hand, his left hand on the headboard. To like, oh,
1: there's the noise. Yeah, okay. and
0: then, and it's clack 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 and, and and so I'm standing there and all of a sudden I hear <gasps> and it's my mom <laughs> and my dad turns around and he comes towards the door, right? And when he comes towards the door his shit is going back forth, back forth, back forth. He's like his shit is like a I don't know, man, it's like a you know, like a thermometer or like something like that. It's going back, forth, back, forth, back, forth, back, forth. And and I'm like, Jesus Christ, what the fuck? And, <laughs> and, and he's and it's coming he's like coming toward me. He's coming toward me. He's got his shirt on. He's shirt cocking it. He's got his shirt on. And the thing is just flappity flap, flappity, flap. And it's coming towards me. And I'm like, shit. And he slams the door and I hear. I told you to goddamn turn the goddamn close that door. I told you that boy going to be crazy now. He going to be scarred. He's going to be some Jeffrey Dahmer shit now. I'm telling he you, I told you to close that goddamn door. And by the way, we never spoke about it.
1: I don't think you No can. one
0: ever came to me <laughs> to explain anything to me. I was expecting for my mom to bring it up. They just acted like it never happened. As a matter of fact, all day long, he was mad at me. Like, (laughs) you know, I'm just saying a little slick on the... You had
1: to blame somebody.
0: Yeah, saying just he was doing like little shit.
1: So this is the first time that you've talked about it?
0: I think so. Maybe maybe I mentioned, maybe I talked about it on the way down in the hole. I can't remember. Maybe I did tell the story on the way down in the hole. I can't remember. But I remember later on i was playing nintendo and my dad came in and my it was actually second genesis my dad came in and he said get your ass up and go outside and play in the house all day in the house although can't nobody have no privacy get your ass up and go outside and stay out there i was like god damn what did i do is it time for round two it's your fault
1: i don't think they got to finish <laughs>
0: Nah, they, probably, they probably finished. They probably finished, man.
1: Woo. That's traumatizing. I don't know what little Rachel would have done if she had encountered that same that same scene. But, I don't know.
0: Well, you, you had never asked why on Sunday they sent y'all to Bible school for like six hours?
1: We all went.
0: No, y'all all went. You think so? Mm-hmm. The judge all the way back home. Mm-hmm. We're going to worship the Lord together tonight. It's gonna be very.
1: I can't imagine. But think about
0: it. Think about that though. Like every,
1: no, I don't.
0: Everybody listening to this, think about it. Your parents fuck, like they fuck. They like to fuck each other. Like you, you, you think about your mom as this like pure being that doesn't like
1: no. man, we ass know ate. it happens. We just don't like to think about but it. But
0: why? I feel like if we thought about it,
1: because I don't have to. Like what? What? What does? How does that serve me? Like think how about. Does it serve-
0: Think about it. Your mom, like licking your dad's no. gooch. Like think All about, right. It. Like, okay. like, like, All like right, right and up we're the go to break. Like, think, think.
1: <laughs> <laughs> they have fun. No. That's fine, and nobody's denying it. But I don't have to think about it. I think you you're think about it because you saw it. Yeah, I can't help. <laughs> and I want now you're trying to, to put that right. on everybody. Else. I want
0: everybody else to go through what I was. I'm sorry, Van.
1: I'm sorry that I'm sorry. Nobody, you went, you saw it. Nobody talked
0: to you about it. No one. No, like when I say no one just left me, left me to figure I'm gonna it be out. Honest.
1: If I saw if that happened and I was the parent, and that happened, and that my child walked in on me, I wouldn't talk about it. Either. You wouldn't bring it up. I would, I would just keep it moving.
0: You wouldn't bring it up. You,
1: you good? You good? You want to talk about it? They probably be like okay. So
0: Let's when see. when I was in college, I used to see this girl, and like she would come over to the house sometimes, or and she come over to our house one time, and she left her underwear there, right, and. Yeah. and at yeah. your house? Yes, at my house. The the house I was I lived with in my parents. Okay. She left her underwear there, and I remember my mom found the underwear when she was washing clothes, and I remember she just folded them up and put them on my bed, and then never said anything.
1: Because that said it all. Yeah,
0: she didn't say anything. <laughs> she just folded them and put them on my bed.
1: Because yeah. see, she could have thrown them out. <laughs> she washed them,
0: folded washed them, up, put
1: them on your bed.
0: She washed them. She that's washed them. That's even
1: more. That's even worse. Than her reprimanding you for it or, or saying something. Really? That's, I think so. Yeah, yeah. Because you don't know. You know she knows, but she's not saying anything. Yeah. So, like, the, it's the silence of it. Like, you're kind of waiting for something to happen, but it doesn't. It's worse. She also had I no like room. I like that method.
0: She had no room after what went down some years when earlier. When you were 12? When I was 12, yeah.
1: It's totally different.
0: Whatever. Speaking of sex, Nick Cannon. <laughs> uh, I don't know why
1: you want to talk about this.
0: You don't know why I want I'm, to talk I'm, about I'm, this? I'm
1: curious. I'm curious to know your thoughts.
0: Okay. So Nick Cannon has his fourth child in less than a year. And it, it looks like it was confirmed by Alyssa Scott on Father's mm-hmm. Day, her Father's Day tribute. Um Cannon and his partner, Abby De La Rosa, had twins. And then he also had a baby with somebody else. And it looks like right now, uh, he had more another baby with so, so he's got four kids in a year it looks like okay. Nick Cannon has uh, and it seems like she this, this lady right here she's a wild and out model and she's a lot of people were they were suspecting that he was the father of her kid but it seems like she confirmed it four kids right. in a year this is a topic it seems like people want to talk about do you see anything Why? wrong with Nick Cannon having four kids in a year
1: be fruitful and multiply. Exactly. Is he, is he in a relationship, an exclusive relationship? No, not that I'm aware of. And if he is, it seems it clearly seems to be an open one. Yeah. I mean. It seems like he's an adult. He's making this decision. He can clearly, he clearly takes care of all the children that he has. Mm -hmm. He's very proud of it. So what's the problem? And the women don't seem to be complaining. Yeah. There does, like seems to be no drama surrounding the issue other than like the court of public opinion, trying to make drama out of it. Yeah. I see no problems with this.
0: Do you think, I mean, some people are saying how involved of a father can you be if you have, because he's also got the kids with Mariah He's so, got
1: millions and millions of dollars. I think Nick Cannon can be involved more than your average person. And I'm not saying that money takes a place of being a father. I'm just saying he has the means to move around. Right. You know what I mean? Or to move them to where he is. Right. So I, I, I don't even think that that's an issue.
0: Yeah. It's a lot of nothing. It is. Like just busting back. Like, cause think about it. It's like, it it, it is. Cause think about it. You just think about those things. Like you have sex and sure, you you have sex and you normally like you use a condom or somebody's on some sort of, but not Nick Cannon. Nick Cannon just.
1: He's actively out here trying to multiply.
0: Every time he has an orgasm, he just goes straight for the meat to meat sort of fire hose. It's just weird. It's like a, that's like
1: it's not weird to me because I'm I have friend I have friends that have a family of like 13.
0: 13?
1: Yes, I'm very good friends with the Cromarties, and so oh, the I'm, Cromarties. Yeah, I mean, look, he's he been busting back. So like, yeah, and that, after he had a vasectomy, yeah. So I so like I it's not weird to me because I have close friends,
0: right? Yeah, we he's he's great though, but like you could like he's very he you can tell it's very determined because he wasn't even trying. It's just. They want more. The God wants there to be many Cromarties. Like He just God wants that. Look, I don't know if people just talk about Nick Cannon. Oh, I got itch I got a question for you about this. So mm-hmm. I saw an interesting tweet where someone said that Nick Cannon is anti-black because all of these women are biracial and light-skinned. So because none of the women are. Uh, from I what I can see, like do that. you think that there's any merit to that? Like people were talking about the fact that because these ladies are biracial, they're lightest, they're fair skinned. Um, does that make you anti-black if you have no. a specific preference or if you like lighter women or something like that? No, but I'm asking serious because there 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 is a, a discussion around colorism and what that beauty standard is. And if you were to not find a certain type of women attractive for whatever reason,
1: but has he said that? He hasn't so said that. So to me, that's not fair to put that assumption on him. He clearly has a type, right? right? There are this many women. What seven now? women seem or seven kids. So not seven women though, because there's twins involved. But yeah. um but they're they, the women seem to look alike. So he clearly has a type that he's attracted to, but it doesn't mean that he's not attracted to other types. Hmm. Like, I don't think that that's fair to say. I don't think that's fair to put that on him. I don't think that there's anything that Nick Cannon has done to show us that he is anti-black.
0: So, I don't think so either. But is it anti-black to only be attracted to or only to mess with light-skinned women? Well, are
1: they black? They're black. Then how is that anti-black?
0: You I know had what I mean? Like I asked if the question. Said, I had never. I had, if you
1: said to me that that you're a black person and you don't date black people, uh huh, then that's and like you refuse to. That's anti-black.
0: Mm. Is it colorist to not? It could be to not date darker-skinned women. I'm just asking a question it because be. we, it, it starts to get to a point. Like even if, and it's and it's very interesting. Like even if somebody has decided that for whatever reason, like a. If you only fuck with light-skinned people, there's obviously layers to why you're that way. Correct. And it's obviously something that's deeper. But if that's how you really feel, how fucked up is that?
1: It is messed up. And I I will say, speaking from the black woman's perspective, I can't tell you how often I was told by black men that they only liked lighter-skinned women with a certain hair gray. And it and it was a lot, like especially in high school and in my twenties, like my early twenties. Constantly told we only date this type of woman. Hmm. So there is a colorism thing, and 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 for Black women, it is deeply rooted. Who don't fit that narrative? That when they see a Nick Cannon, I can understand that the assumption is, oh, he doesn't like women that look like me, hmm. because you've been told by whether it's society or whether it maybe it's Black men, like in my own circumstance, that a lot of them were like, we only date women who look like this. Oh, we like that exotic looking type of woman. Yeah. So you don't like a woman who's a brown skin, darker skin woman who might not have straight hair. Hmm. It's deeply rooted. You know, when you're constantly compared to a European standard of European standard of beauty, and then you're seeing these black men go after women who fall into that category, who are black but fall into that category hmm. you know who could pass the paper bag test who could pass the comb test
0: the comb kind of test thing. oh that they yeah. put the comb through your hair
1: yeah and if it gets stuck you can't come into the party
0: my is that was that a thing
1: southern louisiana
0: i mean, i never heard of that yeah i never heard of that in my yeah. life
1: people used to say that about like jack and jill stuff too
0: Oh, I never have heard nothing about no comb tests. I, comb
1: I, tests, I, paper bag. I, tests. Haven't, I haven't
0: even heard anybody ever. Because it's interesting. Because for my sister, like it would be like a mixed bag, right? Because she could pass one test and then like not the other. So the paper bag test, she could easily pass it. But if you try to put a comb through my sister's hair, you're gonna lose some. You, you know
1: what? <laughs> I'm not gonna have you keep talking about Ebony on this podcast. Okay, <laughs> somebody's got to rep for Ebony, and it's gonna be me and i'm going need you to leave me alone
0: everybody after my Man's sister that's part of the problem after my sister goes through the comb test everybody's gonna pass it because she's gonna rip all the needles <laughs> out the comb
1: it doesn't compare <laughs> <laughs> no no i'm not laughing at that
0: <laughs> no. all right uh, let's take a
3: break this episode is brought to you by hotels.com
0: Well, um, Georgia Governor Brian Kemp blocked yeah. making Juneteenth a paid holiday for state employees. Uh, the Atlanta Journal-Constitution reports that Governor Brian Kemp confirmed through an official spokesperson spokesperson that Juneteenth will not be a paid holiday for any state employees. Kemp said that the reasoning is due to state law only allowing state public offices to be closed on 12 public and legal holidays and the limit has already been reached. In response to the immediate backlash, backlash, backlash that ensued following Kemp's decision, the ACLU of Georgia suggested that Juneteenth should be added to the list of 12 public state holidays closures and instead they re- remove the highly controversial Columbus Day. Brian Kemp who is uh, in a very precarious political position right now as the sworn enemy of the Trump and MAGA people. I just saw the MyPillow guy talking about how Brian Kemp and Rathmus Rath- Berger, whatever, the... the the um,
1: Secretary of State.
0: Secretary of State down there in Georgia were in on the great steal. It seems like he's <laughs> going overtime right now uh, to ingratiate himself back with the cult of white supremacists and not so subtle racists that make up the base of president Trump. I think Mm -hmm. that Georgia, a state that is, you know, to be honest with you was was a big player in national politics, especially people like Stacey Abrams and stuff like that. It would seem that he would, it, it seems a peculiar move, except when you figure out where Brian Kemp is, what do you think this means that he doesn't want Juneteenth to be a, paid federal holiday. You said holiday.
1: it. You said it. He's trying to make amends. I it's like Governor Kemp and Governor Abbott are in a race of who sucks more. <laughs> now currently, Texas governor is winning. Okay? Cuz he is out there. But when you see something like this is clearly Brian Kemp, Governor Kemp trying to get back in the good graces of his party. Right. I'm not sure when he's up for re-election. I, I, it's it, it. I laughed when I saw this because there have to be what, 12 public and legal holidays. Mm-hmm. They haven't reached the limit. The year isn't over yet. OK, so uh, this is why I understand the ACLU saying, well, then don't pay on Columbus Day. And we already know about Columbus. We already know why he's controversial. The year isn't over yet. So you haven't reached the limit, okay? Maybe there are 13 holidays now, but we haven't reached all of them. So there is wiggle room here to make it happen. He went ahead and made the decision with the year not even being over yet.
3: Mm.
0: Mm.
1: Kemp knows exactly what he's doing.
0: He does. Philosophically, it's very interesting to choose Columbus over Juneteenth. Because you can argue that the Colombian Exchange, basically, Columbus is. Um, we've talked about this on the podcast before. Columbus's legacy in the Western world is sort of the precursor, in a way, to the hyper capitalism and exploitation, the lack of biodiversity and so many different things, the homogeneity of world cultures into the, uh, I guess, dominant judeo-christian western european culture like columbus represents that he's Mm -hmm. the representation in a lot of ways of the not maybe the beginning but uh, maybe the beginning maybe just a a, the leap into the domination of the western world by the europeans right which goes along with plunder and um uh, genocide and disease and all of that stuff that happened to everybody else who had who was made to fall in line with that. Juneteenth doesn't in any way represent the end of that, but it does represent uh, a changing of that trend. It represents, hey, these are some of the people that were dominated by something that was kind of started in this way, and now these people uh, are going to have some degree more... Of agency, of freedom, of freedom of movement. Obviously, it it didn't really, nothing, there were still generations after that to where Black Americans are struggling and still remain to and still struggle for their freedom. But I just think it's interesting philosophically to choose Columbus Day over Juneteenth. It is planting a flag saying, we ain't never changing. And it's also, It's interesting. The whole Juneteenth thing has been fascinating because this is what the Republicans always claimed that they were about. They claimed that they were about, hey, uh, bad things happened in the past. We know that they happened, but let's get over them and celebrate the fact that we're doing better uh, as an American society. And that's kind of what Juneteenth is, whereas Columbus Day is, if you know anything with any historical accuracy, is the, the celebration uh, of a guy who was a madman who was a monster but I, th-
1: but I think that there's the difference it's we are acknowledging what christopher columbus actually was there are many people who refuse to do that it's just in the year of 1492 columbus sailed the ocean blue and that's it you know they want to revere him and to uh, to acknowledge what christopher columbus is takes away a part of history that you always thought to be. And those type of people like a Brian Kemp aren't willing to accept that. So for him to to put Juneteenth over Columbus Day means he's accepting that school of thought. And this is the very type of teaching that they're fighting to get out of our schools. They don't want students to learn about this. They don't want to change what they always knew. Mm. So that's why he's got to put Columbus Day over Juneteenth. Because it's playing into what is going to be, we already see, a hot issue in the next political race.
0: Yeah, um, when you talk about sort of, I mean, this doesn't really factor in that much into directly into into CRT, but it does fall more in line with things like the 1619 Project uh, from the New York Times that is a retelling of American history Correct. through the lens of hyper-capitalism, slavery, and the racism that America was born into. It's interesting. I don't think, I personally think the fight over CRT, and the the fight to give a more accurate, uh, less sanitized version of American history is actually the fight that is going to define America's future. The indoctrination of people into hyper-blind patriotism, uh, into America is always right, into history has winners and losers, and if you lost, just get over it. That is so fundamental, so fundamental to writing a blank check for people and their past bad behavior and how that behavior continues to affect people systemically today. It's You have mm-hmm. to. You have to make people believe that slavery uh, wasn't one of the biggest crimes in the history of the world, but uh, a momentary and sad blip that we should all forget about. That Christopher Columbus wasn't someone who came to the new world and uh, played games with the natives to see how sharp his swords were by cutting off their arms, things of that nature. Mm-hmm. Uh you can't give that to people because then people are going to say, OK, well, then what America am I supposed to believe in and what America am I actually working for? Right, right. And it's not about shitting on the country. It's about saying, hey, there are some good ideas in here and there are definitely right. some things in here that change the world. But if we ever want to realize these ideas in the way that we would hope for them to be intended, we have to look at this thing in a holistic way. But there's no actual way to do that without being honest, right? Without, without getting to that point. And that's kind of what some people don't want to do. What they want right. is they want to build drones and they want to build American cyborgs, people who, are, who believe anything as long as it comes packaged in red, white, and blue. That way they can make them buy and work and, and, and go to foreign lands and spill their blood for whatever they say uh and so for us right now to to be looking at american american history in this particular way, this is the fight of our lives it is
1: i agree like c r
0: t and c r t and all of these things like they have to happen like these are this this is the fight of our lives because if we if we want to actually take a real intellectual look at where we are we have to start at the beginning. Yeah, and even Juneteenth is like when you think about it, Juneteenth is. Uh, I said this before in the podcast. It's such a simple thing. It's the end of slavery. You guys, you guys have already agreed that slavery is bad. Everyone's everyone says that. Only a couple of people, only the most racist of my people <laughs> are like, "Hey, it wasn't that bad." I think the Duck Dynasty guy said that. Remember, he was like, "Hey, they all had families and they were doing pretty good." Remember when he said that? Did he
1: really? He said that no, back in the day. I don't know. I don't know anything about that. But uh, other than they're from your state. See what I'm saying? Is that a fact? It was a it
0: was like a gratuitous shot at Louisiana. Southern. They're
1: from they're from northern. They're from closer to from where my people are from.
0: It's the Texas influence, is why they're like that.
1: I it's, mean my Louisiana family, but go ahead. Yeah, but well,
0: whatever. Uh so no, so but, but they can't do it because in doing that, even celebrating Juneteenth in a way is an indictment of America. 'Cause like for them well no period
1: like because we're talking about a not so great time of america is that what you're saying
0: because we don't really have american holidays where america was the bad
2: guy right
0: you know what i mean so we don't really have like there's not even really there's not like a holiday that commemorates the end of the civil war you know, but
1: it, see, like I don't even look at June. Obviously, Juneteenth was we know what it was and, and, and then finding out that slavery had ended. But I think it's so narrow minded to just look at it as like it just represents slavery. It also represents the end of it. It's something we all should be celebrating. It should be a time when we look at our country as it was ending something that was so terrible for so many centuries and it was the step towards something else not that i'm not saying we still don't have our issues but i'm saying it should be looked at everybody should be celebrating this i don't understand how it can just be looked at as an indictment well it's,
0: it's not it's not completely an indictment but it's certainly part indictment
1: but see for to look at it that way and i know that's not what you're saying you don't see it that way but i'm saying oh no i to do look at it that I way do. I do see see it that way.
0: I do see it that way. I don't just see it that way. I don't just see it that way. But I think the indictment of Juneteenth, I think Juneteenth is like, look, hey, this is the end of slavery. Okay, well, let's talk about what slavery was like. We're all going to celebrate this. Right. But also, how much can you celebrate this if you are unwilling to examine the structures that this entire period in American history created? Like all of these banks and all of these corporations that are tweeting out. They're not
1: doing that. Happy Juneteenth.
0: That. Happy Juneteenth. Happy Juneteenth. We get it. But I'm telling They're you. not doing that. But I'm telling you right now. But that's up to us. So I'm telling you right now. You can tell me a happy Juneteenth. But if you really want to celebrate the end of sl- something, help end something else. Help end what the legacy of slavery went on to create in America. And so to me, Juneteenth is, as a holiday, it is. A subtle indictment of the Black American condition. As a- I, I I understand
1: that, and I my I would hope that people do that, but just like many other holidays, that doesn't necessarily happen. The ink wasn't even dry, and I was already getting emails from people that were like, uh, "Well, we're, we're observing Friday. It's a three day weekend. Right. What? How, how's everybody already taking Friday off? Like this was set in stone. You know what I mean? And they were look. Have have a great long weekend. Can we talk about what this long weekend represents? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, you said it, it's up to us, but I I don't know. Yeah, I don't know.
0: Yeah, interesting, interesting stuff. Oh, something just broke. We just got it. Oh yeah. Um, Raiders I was tell you this. defensive lineman Carl Nassip, is the first active openly gay player in the NFL. Can we give a round of applause for Carl Nassib? Good for Carl. Um, he plays for the Las Vegas Raiders. He announced that he is donating a 100000 bucks to the Trevor Project, which is a non organization that focuses on suicide prevention for LGBTQ youth. Let's look up Trevor Nassib right now because I'm not hyper um, I'm not super familiar with him. So let's see. Trevor Nassib. Let's look up his no,
1: numbers. No, Carl Nassib. Is
3: it
0: Oh, it's the Trevor Project. Trevor, he, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry about that. Carl Nassib, I'm sorry. Um, Carl Nassib, football defensive end. He comes out as the first openly gay player.
1: Okay. Listen, round drafted in the third round. Okay. Played for the Browns. Mm-hmm. That's that's who he was drafted by. Oh wow, yeah. Went then went to the Bucks. Looks like he sat out the 2017 year. Went to the Bucks. Yeah. And then he's with the Raiders currently. He's
0: a good player. Consists all American uh from Penn State 2015 Lombardi award winner Big 10 defensive player of the year in a very very competitive conference it's Chris statistics as of the, the the week 17 2020 20 sacks so he gets back there every now and again uh force fumbles 3 fumble recoveries 1 um one pick he's played for a couple of different teams he's played for Cleveland Tampa Bay and now he currently plays for the Raiders. Okay, third round pick. Um, he's got a million dollar contract, so he's he's, he's doing pretty good. He had uh six sacks in twenty eighteen, not bad. He's got a three year twenty five million dollar contract right now. He's playing on with the loss with the Las Vegas Raiders. My question to you is, Rachel, as we see mm-hmm. a guy like this who is, because uh, you know Michael Sam when he came out, he came out prior to the draft. We've seen some guys come out, uh after their careers are over. But right. this is a guy who is a pretty good pro. I'm gonna be honest with you. I love football. I wasn't super familiar with him. Okay, this is a guy who's a pretty good pro. Um, uh, why you laugh about that?
1: Because she didn't have to say that. I didn't know
0: who he was. I'm just saying. But I want I, to. I didn't, make I didn't it, either. Yeah. but It doesn't matter.
1: He's a good player. That you said
0: that. I'm just saying. You know. Uh, do you think that this is going to embolden anyone, or do you think that more players will look at this and say, "Hey." Uh, he's able to do this. He's able to live his truth. It might be time for me to live my truth now, too.
1: I would hope so, because anybody who is living a life where they can't be their full self is it, just it's devastating. And I have no idea what that's like and I can't even imagine. But I would hope that part of the reason that he did say that he wants to be the first to do this is because Maybe he knows other people or maybe he's trying to encourage those who might be too scared to do so. I think we'll also have to pay attention to the way that he's treated by his fellow teammates, by his team, by the league when it comes to this, this announcement. I'm sure everyone will be supportive, but I think it also shows that we've, we're really in a new day where, you know, it, we, we've gone from making jokes about that to people feeling comfortable enough to say, you know what, this is who I am. Um, this is how I want to live my life and I'm not afraid to do that. And so I hope people are, whoever is Carl's close friends and family, I hope there's, and even strangers, sending him so much love and so much support. Um, this is not easy to do. It's never easy to be the first. And so I commend him
0: Yeah. for this. So Carl right now is, and I, I, I always wondered about this because I always thought to myself, there's going to be a player that's going to come out and it actually is going to be a major major shot in the arm for their career for whoever they are now it's going to come with a, an intense amount of pressure right right an intense amount of pressure because people want to believe that if you're gay that you're in some way less masculine you're in some way less like especially in a game like football that they couldn't possibly be a dominant defensive player or a dominant offensive player or somebody that goes out there and imposes their will their will yeah. because You know, gay guys aren't like that. They want to believe that gay guys in some way are uh, effeminate or they can't do it the same way. When we know, and if you've ever played sports, you know that you've played with gay guys on your team before. There have been gay guys on your team. You know that there are gay guys on your team. And depending on the culture that you have, wherever you're playing, it's how accepted those guys feel and how um, empowered they feel to really kind of talk to anybody about that. And it's only been in the last couple of years that we've seen this even start to become a thing. But I look at this and I think of like the kid, you know what I mean? The kid that's watching this, that's Mm -hmm, thinking, I can't mm -hmm. play football like if I'm gay, you know, or I can't play basketball or baseball if I'm gay. And maybe that kid won't think that now. So that's right. You know, Carl Nassib, bro. Shout out to you, man. Shout out to you. Uh, Still got to get busy on the field. Carl, you still need to produce. Okay, who is he playing for right now? The Raiders?
1: He's playing for the Raiders. Carl's, Raiders, Raiders were...
0: They were, they didn't make the playoffs is what happened.
1: Then were they like eight and eight?
0: They 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 started off pretty good, but then, you know, Derek Carr, you know, he couldn't get the job done. So the reality is that now, you know, this changes nothing, Carl, you're good. You got some good measurables here. Look, Carl is six foot six and a half. He's six seven, two seventy seven. 277, Mm. He ran a 4.840 yard dash. Carl's got a 28 inch vertical leap. He's doing his thing out here in these in these streets. So, Carl, go ahead, go get it. Carl, go get it.
1: We'll be rooting for you. Happy
0: for you, Carl. No, no, we won't. I won't be rooting for Carl. No, I, I, I won't root for Carl anymore today than I did yesterday.
1: I'll stop.
0: I'm happy for Carl, but I'm not. That's what I mean. uh, That's
1: what I by Rooting for him. I didn't say I was going to become a Las Vegas Raiders fan. Rooting for rooting for him. I'm uh, happy. I'm supporting. Like I'm supporting him.
0: I'm supporting him personally, but I don't care about the Las Vegas Raiders. I don't.
1: Do you not understand the term rooting for you?
0: Like rooting how? Like what do you mean? like what like i root like, for him as a person because i don't yeah. i'm not a raiders fan i don't want to see them yeah win.
1: and i'm not a raiders fan either come on yeah. you know cowboys as a, matter of fact, die. as
0: a matter of fact he's played for a bunch of teams that i don't really fuck with look browns bucks though Cle- no, tampa bay goddamn fuck them <laughs> like fuck them okay so yeah but carl i hope you do well I i just i you know what i root for his health stay healthy carl just stay yeah. healthy. Keep getting your money. You're
1: making it way more difficult than it has. I don't want to look for the Raiders.
0: Go, Carl. <laughs> way to go.
2: All right, let's take a break. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of to find coupons and start an instant online estimate. Visit JiffyLube.com. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, Get more from your gym membership. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. See website for details.
0: Okay. Uh, speaking of football, let's say in the NFL. Cole Beasley, you know that is?
1: Former Dallas Cowboy.
0: Former Dallas Cowboy. Former Dallas Cowboy Cole Beasley, uh, who, you know. A little scat back, a little scat scat receiver, a little slot receiver. Not scat back, yeah. but he's a little slot receiver, yeah, a little shifty.
3: Definitely slot
1: uh-uh. receiver. <laughs> uh-uh.
0: Cole Beasley's kind of guy. He's in that Wells Welker, Danny Amendola, uh Julian Edelman type of deal. good good receiver though.
1: Married to a sister.
0: He's married to a black woman? Mm-hmm. Let's let's look at Cole Beasley's wife real quick.
1: Now he's curious. That piqued his interest. Yeah, let's
0: look let's look at Cole's, Cole Beasley's <laughs> wife. Uh, now this thing makes a little bit more sense. <laughs> Cole Beasley has some vaccine hesitancy. Now it makes sense. <laughs> like, like Kristen Beasley, Kristen Beasley. Let's look. Let's look at Kristen Beasley. Okay, yeah, she's she's blackish.
1: She's don't don't do that to her. She's black. She identifies as black.
0: She identifies as black.
1: She's, yeah, she's black. I have to say that because you just put an ish on her.
0: Yeah, she's, she's she's black. Cole Beasley's wife. Uh beautiful sister. Beautiful sister. There he is. You see Cole Beasley out there. He's uh playing with the kids. Anyway, so this is what Cole Beasley said. Uh, Cole Beasley talked about, he went on Twitter and said he's not getting the vaccine. So this was happening in the NFL right now, you guys. You know, obviously the NFL is not mandating that guys get the vaccine. But what is happening is if you are in the NFL and you do not get the vaccine, your life is exponentially harder to play in the NFL. Non-vaccinated players. That's not true. It's very true. Ahead. How is that not, not true? It's not
1: harder to play the game. No, it is not harder to play the game.
0: It's harder in every way.
1: Go ahead. Keep it. Go ahead. Tell them.
0: Okay. So if you are vaccinated, all right. If you are vaccinated no in in the in the uh, in the NFL, all right, you don't have to wear a mask around the team facility. You can use the spa and the gym at team facilities as much as you want. Okay. You don't you're not subject to the protocols when you're hanging out with your family, meaning if you go somewhere and you hang out with your family, uh, and one of the people that is around tests positive for COVID doesn't have anything to do with you. You can come on back, no problem. Meanwhile, if you're not vaccinated, 10 days, you got to quarantine, okay? Also, non-vaccinated players can go out and have dinner and do anything they want to do when they're on the road. Players that are vaccinated, excuse me, vaccinated players can go out and do whatever they want to do when they're they're playing away games on the road. Mm -hmm. Non-vaccinated players have to stay in the team hotel and facilities all the time. These non-vaccinated players, they don't have any access to the team. Uh, they have restricted access to the team weight room, to the team, team spot, to all of that stuff based upon capacity and all of that. Uh-huh. They have to mask up all the time. They're, they have to, the protocols for them to stay out. If somebody tests positive, it's different. It's like very hard to play in the NFL and to be an NFL player if you are unvaccinated. Cole Beasley okay. does not like that. He says he has no plans to get the vaccine and will live his life like he wants to regardless. He said he won't abide by any of the special requirements that have been laid out for NFL players who have not getting vaccinated. So all of the stuff I just told you, uh, Kobe said he's not going to do it. He said, I will be I said, I will be outside doing what I'll do. I'll be out in the public. If you're scared of me then steer clear or get vaccinated, point blank, period. I may die of COVID, but I rationally I'd rather die actually living. He said, as far as Cole Beasley is concerned, getting vaccinated is akin to taking meds for a leg that is not broken. He said uh, he'd rather take his chances with COVID and build up his immunity. That way...
1: Something
0: went wrong. um, Shut up. And (laughs) he says that he's willing to...
1: You're right, Siri. Something is wrong. he, he He said he's
0: willing to play for free this year to live life How he's lived it since day one, and he doesn't care if he's forced them to retirement. So Cole Beasley is saying, "Fuck the vaccine," but not just fuck the vaccine. He's saying, "Fuck the rules surrounding players that prove that that decide not to get vaccinated."
1: Bye, Cole. (laughs) (laughs) Tell me, tell me, tell me the receiver. I can. I'm, my mind is going blank. Tell me the receiver they uh, the Bills picked up last year from the Vikings.
0: Ah, uh, Stefan Diggs.
1: Great. We got we got Diggs. They got Diggs. By Cole. Well, Diggs Listen. is well,
0: Diggs is way better than Cole Beasley. They don't even Listen. play the same position. No,
1: Cole plays his purpose though as a uh, slot receiver. He's like he's really a good. Is.
0: He's like, a good. He- like safety valve. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Like he's, he, he's, I, I'm not knocking his play. I'm, I'm being funny, but right. they got Stephon Diggs. They're going to be all right. Um, listen, if that's how Cole Beasley feels, nothing that you said, and I'm looking at all the things that unvaccinated players have to do. I would have a different opinion. If the NFL said, if you're not vaccinated, you can't play. That's not what they said. They are simply taking precautions in order to not have a COVID breakout, which I think is fair. Nothing that's listed on that list hinders you from being able to play the game. You might not have, be able to do certain activities surrounding, like outside activities surrounding the team or what you would do outside of the game and off the field, but it doesn't hinder your play. You're still able to play the game in every single way. Oh, you can't eat with the team. Oh, you can't go out and travel or you can't go out and eat while the team is traveling. Oh, you can't use the sauna or the steam room. 17 weeks. I think you can sacrifice that for the money that you make and for the love of the game. If that's how Cole Beasley feels, then just walk away. Don't play this year. Then sit out and take your chances. You playing free still is a problem because you're putting other people at risk. And I think that it's really selfish of him to have this take of like, I get it. You want to speak out and you feel that way? Then walk away. But... I don't think that it is too much of the NFL to put these procedures in place when we're out here with the pandemic going on. Yeah, they're not saying you can't. They're not stopping you from having a career. They're not stopping you from making money. They're just trying to protect people from this deadly virus that's out here.
0: The NFL is actually not trying to protect people from a deadly virus.
1: Okay, then that's how you. That's they're not. Why do you the why? NFL
0: couldn't care less about protecting people from a deadly virus? What the they, players. They don't really care about whether or not to play. What the NFL cares about is the fact that. It's
1: money. If ten
0: guys get COVID and there's COVID running rampant through what you get is games with me starting at quarterback and then Rachel Lindsay coming out of the backfield as the halfback because everybody got COVID. There was a game last year where they had the the Broncos, their entire quarterback room got COVID. Their entire quarterback room got COVID. And we Correct. had to watch a game with the guy who, God bless him, played his heart out, but hadn't played quarterback since high school or college and he played quarterback in an nfl game so what the league is doing is the league is saying hey one way for us not to go through this from a business perspective forget about the health and safety of the players nobody's going to ever nobody con- nobody's going to ever uh accuse the nfl of caring about the health and safety of the players it's not what they care about what they care about is having teams intact since there's a way to have teams intact and look if you're not going to take the vaccine then that's cool But they're not going to let you infect other players. That's all that the NFL is saying.
1: and And I'm not disagreeing with you that everything with the NFL is based off of money. I get that. But in turn, it's also protecting people. Fine, their motive is money, but it also protects people from catching the virus. But we still you still don't know how it's going to affect you, whether you're super healthy or not, whether you're overweight or not, whether you're white, black, Latino, Asian, whatever it. You never know how this is going to affect you. So, sure, they're motivated by money. But in turn, it also protects people. So I I look at it how you want. My thing with Cole Beasley is that's fine if that's the decision that you want to make but I don't think that you're going to have this crusade of other players rallying behind you and saying that they agree. You're kind of on your own. If that's the decision that you want to make, then I you would imagine that there are probably I way have a more... different opinion. If he was still a Dallas Cowboy,
0: shut up. I, I, think, like, like, I, <laughs> I think that there'd be, that there are way more players that probably agree with Cole Beasley. that are going to, then that are going to come out and say it. One thing that he actually Correct. said was there's a lot of guys that feel that way but they don't feel as empowered as he does to come and actually have this conversation and bring it to the forefront because they don't they're not as secure in their careers as Cole Beasley is, you know.
1: How much what's his got? Co- yeah, I read that. I thought what is his contract?
0: I mean, he's got a nice contract. But he's been playing for a long time. So if you're if you're a Second, third year guy in the league with an average career is like three or four years. You might not feel as comfortable coming out and 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 making a, as bold a stance as, as Cole Beasley just made. It's not like he's Julio Jones or something like that, but he is a veteran and he has been playing yeah, for a long year, time.
1: Four
0: 29, years, 29000 dollars. That's crazy. They are playing Cole be- I'm Beasley. I'm sorry. The same. I'm sorry. Million. It's a Chipotle manager. Four
1: years. Damn. Four years. Twenty nine.
0: He don't even need to be playing in the NFL. Like he need to. <laughs> For real, man. Um, and 14 is guaranteed. Yeah, right. he's he's good. So he's, he's doing good. he's doing fine. Um Look, I, you know, I I feel the same way about this that I feel about other things. If you don't want to get vaccinated, don't get vaccinated. Correct. If you if you don't want to get vaccinated, don't get vaccinated. I but I there are
1: rules to it. But
0: th- it's a, it's a whole thing. If you don't want to get vaccinated, you don't get vaccinated, but there are rules to the whole thing. If you don't want to wear a shirt, don't wear a shirt. Come out with your nipples shown to the world. But they're not gonna let you in in Mastro's that way. They're not gonna let you in. Like you're not gonna be able to get the steak. Post makes the steak. You're gonna eat the steak at your crib. All right. If you don't want to wear the mask, don't wear the mask. Don't wear it. Don't wear the mask. But Trader Joe's wants you to wear the mask when you're inside Trader Joe's. Actually, I went inside of a Trader Joe's and, and I didn't have to wear Without the mask. A mask? Yeah, because I was vaccinated.
1: And you t- and you felt okay?
0: Ah, fuck it. Yeah, it's like whatever now, man. Yeah, you, you know what I mean. It's like I mean, I went to Vegas, so yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, you went to Vegas. You went to Vegas <laughs> in a segregated party. So not only did you go to Vegas I set and chi- and, and chill out, you went I to said, Vegas. I set myself
1: up for that. one, And
0: yes. you went to Vegas in the colored section, and you still didn't feel. In a specific way, you know what I mean. So that's that's straight up crazy, man. That's crazy. You dealt with two viruses, racism and COVID.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> um No, but I did tweet something, and I wonder how you feel about this. About coal? No, not about coal. Oh. i I don't. I couldn't give a fuck. Is Cole, this your?
1: Is this very serious question?
0: It's not very serious question. I'm just to ask you this. Oh. I I actually think it's kind of grandstanding for Cole Beasley to climb his ass up on a cross and act like he's taking a everybody want to be a martyr like you don't want to get vaccinated dude fine don't fucking get vaccinated who gives a shit like he he's he's making himself into the biggest thing it's arrogant it's weird but that's how he feels that's how he feels I tweeted something and this is what I tweeted I said I got vaccinated I've been vaccinated but I don't look down on people that have chosen not to get vaccinated. It was a choice that I made for myself. But if anybody else has that makes a choice not to get vaccinated, I I respect their choice not to get vaccinated. What are you? Let what me are you ask saying? you a question. Sure.
1: I'm trying to think of how to phrase it because I feel like I can say that now that there's a vaccine. Because people who are like at risk or whatever it may be can get vaccinated and they're not as compromised as they were before when that wasn't out here. But when we didn't have a vaccine, I've I've tried to figure out how to phrase it because I feel like when there was the possibility of a vaccine and people would tell me that they wouldn't get it if it was there, I just felt a different, I felt like I was judging people because it was like, there's so many people out here, we're doing it for a community. There's people out here who are compromised. There's certain communities that are more susceptible to it and it affects them in a certain way. How dare you say you're not gonna get vaccinated when we're, we're trying to do this for the community, like we're trying to reach herd community. I feel like I felt a different way. Now that it's out here and it's so available to people, those people who may be compromised can get the vaccine and they're okay. Does that make sense? I, I thought it in my head, it sounded better in yeah, my head. I understand, and I've I'm been try- there. And I'm trying to figure out how to say it like I feel differently this right now than I did last year.
0: So here's the thing. Here's the thing that that people brought up on the Internet and on Twitter, because I put that out on Twitter. People brought up this number one. Obviously, vaccination is one of the best tools that we have to move society forward and past the pandemic and vaccine hesitancy only prolongs the pandemic and also puts a lot of those same people you were talking about at a greater risk, right? Also, Mm -hmm. with all the variants popping up, the vaccine slows down the variants. The more people we have vaccinated, uh, the more time it buys us to deal with the variants, right? The variants aren't running through unvaccinated people or, you know, whatever. So there's a lot of reasons that getting vaccinated is a civic duty and a responsibility. And I understand that uh i guess my problem is not my problem because i believe in science and i believe in you know people being making sound intellectual political economic and health decisions but it's just hard for me to be mad at somebody for what it is they're choosing to do with their body it's just mad it, it, I can be I, look. I can be disappointed. My father actually, I actually convinced him to get vaccinated. He actually got vaccinated, right? And I yeah. stayed on him about it, and I stayed on him about it, and I stayed on him about it, and he got vaccinated. Uh, so I have no problem being an advocate for the vaccine. But I'm like, it's it's just hard for me to say, yo, go do this, go inject something into yourself. It's completely safe. The vaccine is totally safe and it's effective. But it's just hard for me to tell somebody else what to do with their body. I feel weird I, about it.
1: I don't get mad. I just i'm it's more of like why uh-huh. like I'm kind of like I don't know if I'm side eyeing you, but I'm just kind of like, Well, why not? But I know a lot of people, a lot of people close to me who aren't getting it. I just I, I'm I'm not, it doesn't hit me as hard as it did this time last year, mm-hmm. because last year I thought, man, if it's available to you, get it so it can help other people who can't quite get the vaccine. Like right. you're doing your part because it's available to you and it's helping the people who can't get quite get it yet. Now that it's it's available and anybody can get it who wants it. It's a little different for me, because if you're susceptible, if you're in a. If your immune system is compromised, you have the opportunity to get it and you can be okay. That wasn't always the case before. So I guess it's changed. I've softened up a bit.
0: Hmm. Yeah.
1: I'm not mad, though.
0: I mean, look, it's just people had really, really good responses.
1: To why they're not getting it.
0: No, not to why they're not getting it. They're really not very good responses to that. Those responses really look funny <laughs> under the light. They do. They do. They're not really good. But... Uh, people had good responses as to why you should shame people that are hesitant to take the vaccine or why you should shame people that don't take the vaccine. Shame
1: people. Shame. was one of the things they said?
0: So people were saying that uh, they're being selfish that we should shame. It is selfish. That we should shame dumb people who uh, are invested in pseudoscience and won't refuse to listen to real science. One person even used a drunk driver analogy which I'm not sure is one to one. He said hey uh, drunk driving can hurt people drunk driving can kill people Um, and you know but I respect people's right to 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 drive drunk like they were parroting back what I was saying acting as if it's mm-hmm. the same thing I don't think it's the same thing I think drunk driving is an illegal and unethical decision that you make that turns your car into a two ton murder machine all right I think that COVID is a lot more nuanced than that Like COVID is something that you might never get and if you got it you 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 might not you might not pass away from it, right? Um now the next person might get it and pass away. Uh two people might get it and pass away. So the best thing for you to do if you care about your community is to go get vaccinated. But I think comparing it to a reckless decision that which is drunk driving and a foolhardy one which is drunk driving is not quite a one-to-one. But I understand the sentiment. But what I do yeah. wonder is what's the best way to get people to understand these things. Is it to shame them? Because I feel like shaming people when they don't get vaccinated, actually, no, it's going to give, it starts a culture war over it.
1: Right. And, it, and you already said about Cole Beasley of like, you don't like the fact that he's like, you know, like hanging himself on a cross and making himself a martyr. If you shame them, that's exactly what you're doing to them. You're making them being able, to, you're, you're allowing them to be able to cry that they're a victim. And so I don't think that that's quite the way to do it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, here it goes. Uh, look, everybody out there, the, vaccinate, the vaccine is safe. It's effective. Okay. Uh, get vaccinated. And for the people that don't, just know that you're prolonging this whole thing. We're gonna be going through this for a lot longer if you don't if you don't get vaccinated. So that's a whole deal. And I wasn't paid to say that by the Illuminati. If I was in the Illuminati, is that I, what
1: people were saying? Yeah,
0: people say that the Illuminati pays you to say stuff and pays you to do stuff. I haven't gotten that. I haven't been on top with, of that shit yet. They haven't come for me yet. Maybe I. Maybe that's the next Oscar. Uh, you know what I mean? Maybe that's. <laughs> All right. So here's Van's very serious question of the week. Okay, there is ten million dollars at stake.
1: I hate when it has to do with money.
0: It's $10 million at stake. <laughs> okay. $10, 10 million bucks. Name me your immediate family. Who's your immediate family?
1: Uh, the judge, mom, Constance, my older sister, and Heather, my younger.
0: Okay. So, this is all you have to do for the $10 million you have to not talk or have any contact with, see, or anything, one of your immediate family for three years. And you'd get the ten million dollars. Which one of your family members I'm are you dying. not going to talk to? I don't to? want the money. You're not going to take the money. I don't
1: want the money. Fifty million. No, no, no. You said ten. Don't no, change the question. Going, we're up going
0: on up. Fifty million. Fifty million bucks. All you have to do is not talk to one of your family members for a period of three years. Okay. Uh, three
1: years is a long time.
0: Three years. You're not talking to them.
1: Can you guarantee 50. me that they will live all those three years?
0: Uh, no, there are no guarantees.
1: Then I don't want it.
0: You wouldn't take the $50 million.
1: I love my family.
0: I love them too. I love but my family knowing, too.
1: But just knowing, I, I'm serious, just knowing that there's a possibility. If they, If you told me that they would be okay at the end of the three years, then yes. I pick one. I well, sacrifice look, one. Well, look, but you, you, knowing that they might that I could lose time and they could pass away in those 3 years and that that's something I could never get back.
0: All right. 50 million dollars.
1: I'm, I'm saying no, but but I'll throw the question to you.
0: Okay. Uh yes, I do it. And Who
1: who who are you knocking off? My sister. Man. Yeah. Yeah. Ebony, Ebony, reach out to me. But let me, tell you, e- let me Ebony, tell you something. Ebony, I would like for you to write let me. me reach out to me because I would never do you l- like l- that. Let me tell
0: you something. My sister is a survivor. I believe that she's gonna <laughs> don't, survive. No,
1: no, don't speak for okay? Ebony. My sister don't is a survivor. I
0: believe that she's gonna survive. And not only do I believe that she's gonna survive, You lost that right? Not only do I believe that she's gonna survive. After them, them three years, them three years, I'm gonna be 44. She's gonna be 46. We still going, we going ball to we You're going to owe her half
1: is what you're going to nah, owe her. we're not,
0: no. No, I no half. See,
1: you're sorry. And had I known the question before, I would have extended my immediate family members.
0: No, no. Uh, so no. I could
1: knock one off. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, no. She doesn't get, I think for something like that, you get a million dollars. How much are you going to give her? A million dollars a year.
1: Out of 50?
0: Out of 50, million a million oh, dollars a year. Also, three,
1: three million, you give her three million? Three million
0: dollars, yeah, you get paid a million dollars. You got to at least break
1: do- her off with 10, 20%. Hell Easy. no,
0: because look, let me tell you why Easy. you can't give her that much money, because she's not the only person you're going to have to pay, because you're going to have to pay Mama. and them, going to have to give me I'm only coming away with like, at the end of the day, I'm only coming away with like break tw- this down. 25 or $30 million.
1: Break this down. Okay. What happens to the other 20?
0: So mama had, mama got to get ten, daddy got to get ten,
1: for doing nothing.
0: Just for if I get fifty million dollars, they got to get that money. Is that okay? It, you understand it's, it's how wild. we can't know,
1: give, we can't give Ebony.
0: You know how bad things are gonna be if they Ebony don't get that the money. Ebony is
1: the reason. Ebony is the reason that you got the fifty. No, and she's only gonna get three.
0: She's gonna get three. No, okay, because they sacrificed for me, so I got to pay them back. So they're gonna. She's I'm gonna not saying three.
1: not give them something, they're but more 10, than 10, Ebony. 10 the Ebony, reason that they. Ebony gets Just the reason three. everybody got millions.
0: Ebony gets three. And by the way, $3 million in Baton Rouge? $3 million in Baton Rouge. Is that where Ebony
1: is? She's yeah, she lives
0: in Baton Rouge. $3 million in Baton Rouge? Ebony. That's $300 sis, million. Dollars.
1: Come on over to the Lindsays.
0: Come on to the I Lindsays. Wouldn't. Y'all broke. <laughs> Yo, y'all ain't gonna get no money because you're, really, you're not willing to make the sacrifice. we the Cosbys. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, the cops, yeah, the cops bees, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, that doesn't even make any sense. <laughs> the cops bees, that that you know? your dad, make... the police, man, your dad, the police. Dad is not the police. He is to the police. Your dad is the police. You never thought no, about this? Not. Your dad is law enforcement. Your dad is law enforcement. He's not he's law
1: enforcement. Not law enforcement. No, he's, he's a, not. Not even close.
0: He's a U.S. attorney
1: he's a federal judge. He's a not fed- in the, oh, excuse me, even
0: now pre- he's not, not a U.S. attorney, but he's a federal judge. Yeah, if
1: he was a U.S. attorney, you he would be 100% the be the cops. <laughs> <laughs> That's enough.
0: That's enough. So you're saying, no, you couldn't do it. $50 million. You're not talking I to can't. one of your family members three years.
1: Maybe if we weren't mic'd.
0: Maybe if we, oh, okay, yeah. And then
1: they would know, and they would know, right? No. Like, I would just
0: disappear. I, me and my sister would be completely on guard. On, on, and then here's another thing about this, is that, like, you can't, you can't tell them that you're not talking to them. They just have to. You just have to not talk to them for three years.
1: Oh, so you can't even be like, "Listen, I'm gonna give you. I'm not gonna no. talk to you for three years." No. Oh, that I'm definitely not doing that. <clears throat> definitely not. Sorry. Change I'm my not number. Heartless, fam. Beep, boop, beep.
0: This call has been this 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 carrier has changed their number. Like, Mama, what's going on with Van? I don't know. I'm just holding out hope. I'm looking at pictures of Ebony. I'm looking at old Holy videos, you know. No. what I mean, I'm, I'm staying. I'm like, you know, I'm crying on her birthday and the whole nine and stuff like that. But then after them three years, I hit her off. It's us. It's us. Three million. It's us. You know what I'm saying? That's
1: <laughs> so poor, Ebony. You've know, dogged her twice in this
0: podcast. All right, we gotta go. But I will say this though: I think in order to get closer to your parents, you should ask them about the number one time that they had sex. I uh,
1: don't, we're close, Van.
0: Like, but, I, I, but I'm you should, good. you should ask them, like, cause I bet your mom has a time where the judge really put it down and you should just see. I love
1: the way that you, you, you really try to write the narrative of, for the Lindsay household. We good van. Thanks though. Thanks. So you know what you ask,
0: can I ask judge your parents? Comes
1: back, my dad would, but that would it's be mad at me. A
0: guarantee.
1: No, I'll don't ask. Do that. Okay, he would be I'm mad to at say, me.
0: like, he "Hey, judge, hey, me. judge, <laughs> on some real shit, dog. You know, you, you know, you look like you swinging the shillelagh over there.
1: You would what, never what, say that to my dad.
0: You're out of your fucking mind if you don't think I would ask him that. <laughs> would be, you say it just like that? I was like, yo, you know, you swinging that legal shillelagh over there. You swinging the shillelagh. Tell me about a time that you could remember. I don't know if you know, it was Juneteenth." or if y'all had gone to Atlanta or something like that, or you really feel moved in the spirit. The
1: disrespect. One time that you
0: really got it popping with Miss Lindsay.
1: Disrespect. See? we got to go. Let's get out of control. All
0: right, it's, it's, it's done.
1: All
0: right. <laughs> uh, We're out of here. Take your thing caps think- off, but do not stop learning. I am Van Lathan. I'm Rachel Lindsay. Peace.